Hi, it's Dan Nickerson, and in this episode of the Ion Theory Podcast, we're going to talk about the law of spoon realization, and we're going to share a few more action rules. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the third episode of the Ion Theory Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about the law of spoon realization, but before I jump into that, I do want to let you know that that uh, if you ever hear a train whistle or a loud truck, um, it's you're not crazy. Uh, my office is located about 50 feet from a very busy road, Route 1 in, in, in Wells, Maine, and my office is also located about 250 yards away from a train intersection. So today seems to be very heavy activity, and I've had to like stop this recording like three times. Hopefully all the trains have gone by now and we're good to go, but you're not crazy if you hear a train train whistle, and I'll do my best to edit any sounds out that I can in post-production. Okay, so jumping into this law of spoon realization, it's our fifth law, and it's really about bending our mind to see things differently. It's the realization that fears, moods, cravings, and limiting beliefs are often just illusions that can be consciously manipulated. So I call any belief that's holding me back a spoon. Uh, and if you don't think spoons are related to dealing with emotional issues, then you obviously never tried to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream with a fork. So, and as you may have guessed, the inspiration for the law of spoon realization comes uh, from the movie The Matrix. There's a scene in that movie about a boy who bends spoons with his mind. And if you haven't watched the movie or the scene, it's it's, it's just like a one-minute video. If you just Google, there is no spoon, it'll just instantly come up and Google the video will because it's such a popular clip. And so... The movie The Matrix is is filled with metaphors, hidden meanings, and Buddhist philosophy. And the scene has been talked about extensively for all of those reasons. So this is not an original thought. It's just my interpretation with a twist or two for the ion theory. So here's the entire dialogue of the scene. And once again, uh, there's a little boy looks like a Buddha, and he's talking to Keanu Reeves. And the little boy is holding a spoon, and he's staring at the spoon, and the spoon will collapse in his hand. So... Keanu is basically wondering what's going on here. And so the spoon boy says to him, do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. And Neo says, what truth? And the boy says, there is no spoon. Neo says, there is no spoon. And the spoon boy says, then you'll see that it's not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. You see, the movie takes place in a virtual world. So the spoon is not actually a tangible object. And once the character, Neo, Keanu's character, comes to that realization, the spoon that he's holding just collapses in his hand. So the law of spoon realization simply takes this result a step further. Is that food craving you have a tangible object, or is it an illusion of your mind that can be just erased? Is the lack of gym motivation a physical object, or just a thought that can be swayed? Is the stress you feel about bills or relationships real, or is it just synapses firing your head that can be controlled? No one else can see them, right? No one else can feel them, so do they really exist? Or are they just an illusion like the spoon? So so what are some spoons in your life? You know, fear of bills. You know, you sit there worrying about your bills, and maybe your spouse is worried about them as well, but if it's just you, you can look at those bills and say, I'm the only one that has this fear. So is the fear real, or do I, can I just conquer these bills and get rid of this fear? The more I get rid of the fear, the, the more I can take action to actually pay the bills. 
fear of job loss, lack of confidence, relationship worries, loss of work modification. Hey, maybe that's going to be a next law of ion three, modification. I like that. So next time you're confronted with a limiting belief, just tilt your head slightly like the little boy and say, you know, there is no spoon and see what happens. I know it sounds simplistic, but really what it comes down to is cravings. So to give you an example, there's a place that sells whoopie pies. And I drive by it almost uh, probably three times a week. And they're really good whoopie pies. A whoopie pie is a very popular main dessert. It's uh, basically like a, a chocolate cake with uh, cream filling inside it. And so this place has the best whoopie pies. And I always want one if I'm hungry or have a craving. But if I'm not hungry, if I've already eaten or if I'm... If I'm preoccupied in my head, I just drive right by the place. But if I'm the slightest bit hungry, I'm like, I got to get one. I got to get one. I got to get one. So I will use the law of spoon realization to say to myself, this craving is not real. I know that if I just eat something healthy, that craving will disappear. I know that if I think about something else, it'll disappear. I know that if I get 100 yards past that store, that craving is going to disappear. So there is no spoon. That craving doesn't exist. It's all in my head. And so there are a lot of things in your life that can be controlled by realizing that it's just in my head. It's just a craving. It's just a fear. It's a limiting belief. It's something that I can just overcome because it's not real. No one else is seeing it. No one else is feeling it. So I'll tell myself it's not real and it won't be real. And so that's kind of the law of spoon realization is that if you think of yourself as living in this uh, you know, virtual world, <laughs> then sometimes, just like the little boy, you can look at the thing that's troubling you the most and just have it collapse in your hand and realize it's not real. I can move on on next 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 problem. And so that's the, uh, the law of spoon realization. Does the technique always work? Well, of course not. It would literally be a superpower to have this ability. You know, or you jump off a cliff thinking that you can fly. Uh, don't jump off a cliff thinking that you can fly. But if you can alter just 5% of your limiting beliefs just by the realization that you can, in fact, do so by looking at it that way, how would that change your life? Less stress, more confidence, better relationships, more sales, et cetera. You know, think about the sales. You know, if you have, you know, a lot of people have a chronic fear of making a sales call because they're worried about what the other person is going to think. They're worried about what they're going to say and so forth. It's just a fear. Some people have the fear. Some people don't. But the fear is not real. It's not it's just an illusion that you control. So if you look at that fear and say, there is no fear, what's the worst going to happen? They're going to say no. Then you get on the phone and make the call and you realize that, yeah, that fear wasn't real. And then like, you know, five minutes later, it's, it's all gone because you, you made the call and maybe you made the sale. Maybe you kept your job. So give it a try, a try next time you have a battle of will, a simple craving or a fear you want to overcome then you'll see that it's not the spoon that bends. It's only yourself. <laughs> Once again, it's a, it's a good movie. I really like the movie The Matrix. It's been out for a long time. And if you haven't seen it, it's, it's interesting to watch. It kind of, can be kind of hokey, but at the same time, it's all meant, all filled with symbolism and Buddhism and all kinds of things. But, uh, I enjoyed that scene a lot, and it just made me look at things differently. Uh, and so that's why I created the Law of Spoon Realization. Okay, so let me share a few action rules this week. Uh, so my action rules are business nuggets, tips of wisdom, uh, growth hacks, whatever you want to call them. They're kind of evergreen. Uh, they'll work for most any business as well, and they, they hopefully will work for a very long time in multiple industries. But uh, there's 150 plus of them available at ion actioncom slash action if you want to get them all at once. 
Uh, so let me just jump in here to uh, pick one at random and um, 44. I'll do number 44 is one way to mitigate refunds is to have another offer or service to provide in lieu of a refund. If you have a digital product, for example, the cost is virtually nothing to offer that alternative during the support process. So once you've made a sale, and it's it's always good to keep that sale. I have very very low refund rates on my product and products, and it's you know typically is because it's a good product, but also because every time I get a refund request, I try to save the sale. I will I will first ask them what the problem was because most most refund requests are misunderstandings. They they really are, and a lot of people just don't even care. They just think oh, I'll just refund them. They don't bother to find out that well. I, you know, someone will say, "Well, I didn't get the download, or I, it didn't get delivered properly." And you, oh, well, let me solve that. I can get it to you right now. Another times, it's, it didn't work as they expected, and so sometimes you can say, "Well, how about in lieu of a refund, I will, I'll show you this solution, and also I'll give you something else." So I've done that before with digital products. I have a number of different digital products, and someone will buy one of them, say for twenty-seven dollars. And they'll want a refund, and I say, I'll say, well, how about this? How about I give you these five other products in a bundle instead of a refund? And you know, nine times out of ten, they say yes because they're getting a really good deal. All right, I give them something else of value. And so it's often you can save a sale simply by being receptive and asking them what the problem was, offering them another benefit or another download as an alternative. So very quick way to. Uh, to save money in refunds is by having another offer. So whatever your business is, do you have a strategy in place for offering refunds? It could be a credit. You might be able to give them a gift card, for example, for for 50% more. <laughs> in which case, it will necessarily save you money in the long run, but it keeps that customer and they may not, may not end up using the gift card. And so next one here, let me grab one other one here. 64. So uh, 64 is create your own three-day challenges to create better lifestyle, health, and work, ha work habits. Whether it's going to gym, eating healthier, finishing a project, or just pausing a bad habit, force yourself to do it for three days and see what happens on day four. So I've used this before just to try to do things like drink more water or cut out sweets or go to the gym or start a new practice or go to bed early. Actually, I'm right, doing one right now where I'm forcing myself not to go on my computer after 10 o'clock at night, which is extremely difficult on day two. So my three-day challenge is go three days. It's basically like a three-day experiment. Go three days changing a habit and see what results. So I will wake up sometimes with headaches, and I don't know whether it's because I'm on my computer too late at night or not, but... Um, so last night I gave up my computer for one day and went to bed early, which is really unusual for me. And I did wake up feeling better than I normally feel with probably half the headache that I normally have. And so I will attribute that to giving it up the internet. So I will do it again tonight and see if I have a better result as well. So think about that. Don't, don't try to do a 30-day challenge. Just try three days. See what happens. Okay, let me pick another one here. Okay, number 88. Um, when creating a spec for an outsourcer or a programmer, you can save a lot of time and money by creating mock-ups, video overviews, and anticipating their questions on the work. Just explaining what you want on a screen capture video and showing examples will make the project much easier for the outsourcer to understand. So I've done hundreds of projects online, hiring outsourcers and programmers and so forth, and, 
And what I tend to do is just go overboard in explaining things and the way things you want them to look. The, the more details you are, the more time and money you're going to save, especially when it comes down to quotes. And what happens often is that people don't give enough information and you have to be extremely literal, especially when dealing with programmers. Same with dealing with, with a graphic designer. If you, if you know what kind of look you're, you're going for, you know, find those looks, find examples, send them screenshots and so forth. And I'll do video overviews now. It's so easy to record a quick uh, screen capture video these days. And you can do a quick screen capture video and just talk over the problem and show them exactly what you're looking to do. And by doing that, you'll discover that you just really reduce the costs and get things done in a much more efficient manner. It's kind of funny. Sometimes when you're talking things over to you, you'll come up with new ideas that you didn't have before. So the more detailed you are, the more uh, the better product you'll create as well. So, so that's it for the, this week's action rules, and that's it for this week's uh, law. And I hope you enjoyed the Ion Theory podcast. And once again, you can get more information on ionTheory.com. Thank you.